Top fans, Bill from uh, Top Fan Rivalry, along with Jackson. Hey, Jackson. How we how we doing? Doing great, man. What do we got on tap tonight? I mean, we're going to talk about uh, a home run chase, but maybe one people don't know so much about because it happened a little bit longer ago than 1998. Yeah. Yeah. So, give us give us our intro, Jackson. I mean. What are we talking about? What, you know, what has Top Fan got going on? What, what, just, you know, all you. I mean, I mean, before we dive into this home run chase, which is 1961, for those of you who were sitting on the edge of their seat, no one. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've been reaching out and talking to a lot of you guys lately. So there's a lot of stuff on the way. Uh, a lot of podcasts later to go up. Uh, from my understanding today, our, our preseason forecast went up our our biggest podcast yet 15 people on there something like that bill if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah so we're really grateful for the feedback we're getting and the interaction we got get from you guys and um we're excited opening days tomorrow at time of recording um you know we're, it's just excited to have baseball again in a season um you know we we enjoy talking about the past but we also enjoy present day baseball but um we have launched our locker room for those of you that don't know, or those of you that are new to us. Um, check it out for $36 a year. You can get all of the baseball news and uh, we're, we're working on getting you guys some exclusive content on there. So it's going to be a blast. Um, I believe, do we still have a discount code? We do. Still? We do. If they um, use the discount code locker room, they get 10% off that discount. 10% off. That's pretty good. It's a couple bucks. Yeah. So it brings it down. It brings it down under $36, which is great. And if, Jackson, you know what? We'll do one better. How about we do this? Um, you come on the podcast, you reach out to us, you come on the podcast, we let you interview. We let a, You let us interview. We'll give you a discount code for you specifically for 25% off the locker room. Wow, what a deal. <laughs> yeah, pretty hey, good deal. So, good deal, right? Hey, another reason to reach out and talk to us and you know, comment, tell us that we're wrong. You know, we're on social media. We're on Instagram at Top Fan Rivalry. Uh, we're on the internet. Check out the website, topfanrivalry.com. Um, like I said, it's got tons of news, tons of stuff coming out. Um, you know, and it has lots of room for feedback from you guys. And, you know, check out our merch. We have we have hats for now. Uh, five different styles of hats, including a white on white, uh, red on white, blue on white, there's a gray on gray and a navy yeah, gray on gray. gray. Pretty awesome. Charcoal and charcoal, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And navy on navy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or charcoal and black and navy on navy. Yeah. White yeah, on awesome. white. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Use discount code Jackson to get 10% off a hat as well. So scoop one of those up. It's fun. It's a it's a neutral baseball hat you can wear out anywhere. And it's a good conversation conversation starter for anyone who likes baseball. So but and you're not here. Oh, What's yeah. that? Go ahead, Bill. I was going to say, and we're going to have some t-shirts coming up here soon. Oh, Top Fan Rivalry t-shirts. You know, I figured, but I didn't know that. So t-shirts coming up. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, let's, get, let's get some t-shirts out there, right? Yeah, t-shirts to rock at, rock at the gym, rock at work. There you go. You know, get excited. But you're not here to hear all us talk about ourselves or talk about Top Fan. Yeah. You know, Cable died because of the commercials, so it's it's time to get into the good stuff, which is the home run chase in 1961. So, amen, amen. So, Jackson, um, I know you've done your research. I've got my research up here. 
which is unique, but but let's set the let me set the table real quick for the 61 season. And then why don't you launch us with the home run chase? So a couple of things that are interesting about the 61 season that people may or may not know about. The rate uh, the Reds finished in first place in the National League. They had 93 wins that season. The Yankees, now remember, please understand there was the American League and the National League back then. There was no West, Central, East. It was just you win your division, you go to the World Series. Um, the Yankees won 109 games that season, which, by the way, 1961 was the year that they increased the games to 162 from 154. So the Yankees went 109 and 53. The Detroit Tigers went 101 and 61 and still didn't make the playoffs. And the Baltimore Orioles went 95 and 67. So you had three teams with 95 wins or better, and only one of them made the playoffs, uh, which is Phenomenal. The Yankees won the World Series that year. Uh, most valuable player we'll talk about in a second, but on the National League side, it was Frank Robinson. Cy Young, YD, chairman of the board, fourth, uh, which was phenomenal. That's pretty awesome. Um, he had all kinds of gold glove winners. A couple of names that you might recognize, Roberto Clemente, uh, Maury Wills, Willie Mays. Don't know if you ever heard of Willie Mays before. He's, he was pretty good. Uh, Brooks Robinson um, on the other side, Al Kaline as well. Um, league leaders uh, in the American League, Norm Cash hit 361 that season. Roberto Clemente hit uh, 351. Uh, let's see. Um, Orlando Cepeda hit 46 home runs. I think we'll talk about the guy that that was in the American League who hit some home runs too. YD chairman of the board, Ford, had 25 wins that season. And the uh, the National League won the All-Star game. The uh, Let's see, the National League won the All-Star. Oh, there was two All-Star games. I'm sorry. Um, National League won one of them, and the American League and National League tied on the second one. And then the Yankees uh, beat the Reds in the World Series. So that all being said, Jackson, let's talk about the home run chase. Forget about all the statistics. Right. Talk about the home run chase. I mean, it was between two teammates, which has never before seen in baseball and hasn't since been seen. Uh, uh, just a spoiler alert. Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle are the teammates with the most combined home runs in the season ever. It's just kind of crazy that that record stood with all the, the through the steroid era in the late 90s, early 2000s that, you know, even guys with crazy home run totals didn't have a teammate that helped them surpass that. Um I mean, it didn't start as much of a chase. Uh, Roger Maris only hit one home run in the entire month of April. <laughs> and if you look at the breakdown, he just caught fire after that. He was hitting 12-plus home runs, 10-plus home runs every month after that. And, uh, you know, for a while, he and Mantle, probably till about, the like, through the summer, were going back and forth on the home run lead. And, uh, I mean, it became famous. Because around that summertime, you know, people started to feel like, you know, one of these guys might break Babe Ruth's record of 60 home runs. That, if you remember, was set in uh, 1927. So 34 years later. Yeah, 34 years later, people are seeing this untouchable record. They're going, they have a shot to break it. Uh, The commissioner of baseball at the time was a man named Ford Frick. Um, and he made some comments that were kind of controversial, suggesting that there should be 
two different sorts of records uh, because they, like Bill said, they expanded from 154 to 162 games, but they did that because they expanded from eight teams in each league to 10 teams in each league. So he's, he made what he claims to, he claims he didn't make a such statement, but he said that there should be basically an asterisk on any of the records set in a 162 games season. And that the New York sports writers went as far as suggesting that, you know, either of them hit 61 home runs. If it wasn't in less than 154 games, it shouldn't count. (laughs) Just absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Well, it was, you were living the shadow of Babe Ruth back then. And Babe Ruth was as close to, and I'm going to use the term he was, but, some folks may not agree to this, but he was as close to royalty as you'll get in the baseball world at that point. Um, you had some phenomenal players, uh, Lou Gehrig, Ted Williams, um, guys that were still, you know, playing at the tail end of their careers. And he had some great guys coming up like Frank Robinson, Brooks Robinson. You had uh, uh, Carl Uskrimski. You had guys that were starting to, um, you know, come into their own, so to speak. Uh, some still, you know, playing a ball and stuff like that, but yeah, nobody challenges the big. Here's what I think is interesting. Mickey Mantle played 153 games and he had 54 home runs. Roger Maris played 161 games, not 162. And he had um, 61. He broke it on the final day of the season, obviously. Uh, and a lot, like the commissioner said, there was a lot of controversy around it, but that's the game of baseball. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the thing it Roger Maris was a humble, humble kind of guy, you know, and there's a lot of people that wanted, they would rather see Mickey Mantle who, you know, was the face of the Yankees break the home run record. So people were upset that Roger Maris pulled ahead in August and didn't relinquish that, that lead in the home run race. And unfortunately for Mickey Mantle, his season ended early. Uh, due to an infection in his hip caused by <laughs> something, funnily enough, that was used to treat the flu in him. Like, gave him an infection in his hip and ended his season. <laughs> no comment, no comment. But here's here's some of the things that you might find interesting about the 61 season. I know we're throwing a lot of stats out here. When you've got Jackson, who's the top fan stats guy, right, and he's starting to train me to look at stats a little bit better. Yes, I can be trained at my delicate age in my mid-40s. Um, but normally, like Jackson says, between the two uh, hitters, you had 115 home runs, right? And normally you would see folks pitch around this group. But they didn't because they had guys like Elston Howard who hit 348 that season. Um, with 21 home runs. You had Bill, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but score uh, wrong. I, I butchered that. Um, who had 28 home runs. He had 267. You had this little guy catcher slash now the left fielder uh, to save his knees, Yogi Berra, who hit 22 home runs at a 271 um, batting average. And you had one, two, three, four, five, six guys in the lineup, the starting uh, starting lineup, six out of nine guys or six out of eight guys that had 150 hits or more that season. Yeah, I mean, protection. I mean, an uh, interesting historical note is that 
Roger Maris won the MVP the season before, interestingly enough. Um, and he batted behind Mickey Mantle. So Mickey Mantle hit third, Roger Maris hit cleanup. The start of this season that the Yankees manager swapped him. He flip-flopped him. And his idea was, you know, people were more afraid of Mickey Mantle than Roger Maris because they kept walking Mickey Mantle <laughs> in the face Roger Maris. He's like, I'm going to get Roger better pitches to hit. And people were, it worked. He got more, he got better pitches to hit, more pitches to hit because, you know, you can't let the guy reach base in front of Mickey Mantle. That's just asking for trouble. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's crazy stupid too. what, I mean, honestly, what was going on with Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris? Um, Normally you would say, okay, I'm going to pitch around this guy. So when Barry Bonds, okay, I'm going to pitch around this guy, but we have Jeff Kent, right? Well, you know, Jeff Kent was semi-streaky hitter. So you can pitch around Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds. And then who did you have, right? You had a bunch of relatively average guys. These guys were hitting a puck still hitting a ton, right? And so these guys were playing their hearts out. Elston Howard played 129 games, had 482 plate appearances, 446 at-bats, and he still hit 348 as a catcher. Name me the last time a catcher hit 348 in 129 games. I mean, he was in the I zone, mean, right? I mean, I, I was going to say Joe Maurer, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's for that's for a different podcast. That's I ran over my pinky toe on that one, Jackson. Um, but if you if you haven't studied up, this season is so much fun. The 61 season is so much fun because there's the controversy of breaking. First of all, nobody ever thought the babes record would be broke, anyways. Nobody ever thought it would be by a guy that nobody really knew that wasn't the fan favorite, everybody thought it would be the Mick that would do it or, or somebody that was, was a fan favorite like that. And yet it wasn't, it was Roger Maris. It was the guy that, that the unassuming guy, right. <clears throat> that didn't like playing in the big city. Um, you know, he's a quiet guy. It's the guy that hit 1300 hits in his entire career. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, there was only 23,000 people on hand to see his record-breaking home run, and a lot of that was the media hyping it up as not a big deal. They were The New York media was actually covering – sports media was actually covering a football game instead of Roger Maris breaking Babers record. And a lot of people saw it as – you know, because, like you said, Bill, Babe Ruth was royalty, and to them, Roger Maris was a nobody because mm-hmm. he was just a humble, quiet guy that showed up and did his thing. And he was under a ton of pressure to break this record because after Mickey Mantle went down, you know, it was, it was up to him to do it. So everyone was kind of like, is he going to do it in this? Well, exactly. And don't, don't put it past the Tigers with 101 wins that season. Right. So when you're looking, when you're looking at the Tigers as 101 wins that season, it's not like the Yankees who closed the season out with 109 could just put it on cruise control when Mickey Mantle went out. They still, they still had to fight for their position. Imagine if Roger Maris breaks the home run record with 61, but they went on cruise control and they got 100 wins, not 101 wins, and the Tigers go to the World Series. That, that makes sense, right? Yeah. That doesn't make sense at all. And so um, it's such a fascinating, from that perspective, it's such a fascinating 
season. Now, I wasn't around for it, nor was Jackson. We didn't experience it live, but um, such a fascinating season. And then let's not forget the death threats. Let's not forget the threats that Roger Maris was was being given as people were looking at him and thinking, oh, crap, this guy could break the record. And it ain't Willie May. It ain't, uh, um, I'm sorry, it ain't uh, Mickey Mantle. It's this unknown guy, this guy that isn't friendly with the press because he just wants to show up, play the game, and get out. Right. And so, I mean, imagine, imagine his frustration levels too. I mean, this was his second season with the Yankees. Yeah. His second, his second full season after being traded. Traded from Kansas city. Yeah. Kansas city. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I mean, again, you had, you had these guys that were baseball royalty. Mickey Mantle was as close to, so Mickey Mantle is, is an interesting kind of heir apparent, right? So if I put it in basketball terms for a second, right? You had that great group of guys, that golden era, era of guys like the Jerry West, the Bill Russells and stuff like that, who kind of passed the torch to Magic Johnson's and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, who then passed the torch to um, the Shaquille O'Neal's and the Kobe Bryant's, right? And the uh, um, Tim Duncan's and the David Robinson's. And then you have those guys kind of passing the torch to the LeBrons and things like that. Well, Mickey Mantle was kind of like the torch pass, right? Because he he played with um, guys like uh, guys like uh, Joey D, right? And so Joey D stretches back far enough where you know guys like Babe Ruth and were around still. They weren't playing, but they were around. So you had this heir apparent. Why isn't it Mickey? Like people are asking, why isn't it? Roger stopped hitting home runs. Why isn't it Mickey? Yeah. Mickey didn't stay healthy. (laughs) Right. The the best ability is availability in baseball. (laughs) That is a great Above all all sports. And I mean, the thing I find most interesting and absolutely ridiculous out of all this, uh, Commissioner Frick's ruling of having an asterisk, Roger mm-hmm. Maris hit his 60th home run and fewer plate appearances than Babe Ruth. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, the number of games is irrelevant because he had less chances to hit 60 home runs. Right. Well, let, let's not forget. So we're looking at the murders row Yankees for a second here. Um, you know, Babe Ruth played in 151 games. He had 540 at-bats. How many at-bats did Maris have? Uh, hold on, I have it right here. Uh, he had 590 at bats. He had 590 at bats. Babe Ruth had 540 at bats, so he had yeah. 50 at bats more. Um, Babe Ruth hit that season 356, right? He had 158 hits. I think Maris hit that. Uh, Two sixties or two seventies, but he had one hundred fifty hits. What's that? Yeah, two sixty nine, one hundred thirty two hits. About half about half his hits were home runs. (laughs) Half his hits were home runs. Well, but what's interesting about the twenty seven Yankees is again we're talking about pitching around, right? So you had Maris that season that had forty seven home runs and Ruth that had sixty. Then Pat Collins was seven. Um, Tony Lazare, Lazare at uh, 
18, like two, three, eight, Bob uh, Mersel, um, and then Earl Combs at, at six. So you didn't have a lot of pop, right? You had guys that were getting on base, but you didn't have a lot of pop. Whereas, again, you pitch around Maris, you get Mantle. You pitch around Mantle, you get Maris. You pitch around both of them, you still got to face Yogi and the boys, right? Yeah. I like it. This was a fun season. This is this was actually a fun one to research. Yeah, I mean, I think the 60s and 70s were kind of – and probably the 80s were probably like that the golden era of baseball, despite what people think. People like to think that the 20s and the 30s because of the Babe Ruth in the 40s, the Babe Ruth and the Ted Williams of the world. I just think the 60s, 70s, and 80s, that was probably the most competitive the league ever was. And just lots of really good players and lots of really good individual seasons from players. You know, you might not expect to have great individual seasons like Roger. And and so when you're exactly. And when you're looking at it from a perspective of like individual seasons, right. Um, Tell me, you know, tell me as a fan, tell me as a purist Jackson, would you be disappointed? Just knowing you take, take all the, Take all of the emotion out of the numbers and everything. Knowing you as a baseball Pierce, would have you been cheering on Mickey Mantle and hoping that Roger Maris didn't break it? Uh, I would have been cheering on Roger Maris. Really? Over Mickey Mantle, yeah. I mean, if one guy has a legitimate shot at breaking a record, even if it's you know a player that's not particularly my favorite player, it's like it's a bummer that my favorite player can't do it, but I don't see why it's a knock on the other guy, you know, right. doesn't mean it, that somebody in the Bronx can't do it. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not like I'm sitting here going, you know, if Acuna can't win MVP, nobody can, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a ridiculous train of thought <laughs> that, you know, you can have a favorite player and, you know, you're upset that somebody else is doing better than them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they're teammates. It's like, if you have a favorite player, it probably means your favorite player usually plays for your favorite team. And it's like, why are you upset about the success of a, a teammate to your favorite player? You should be, you should be excited. You should be pumped. You should be like, man, you know, Maris is really giving, giving pitchers fits and really helping, you know, Mickey out. Cause I'm sure yeah. Mickey's great season was helped by, you know, Maris heating up at the start of May, never cooling off. Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Just the baseball peers to me would probably say, go Mickey, go Mickey. But Roger Maris was a family guy. He was that, he was that just that nice guy. And Mickey was, uh, you know, off the field. He could be a little um, unique. We'll just say that way. I mean, wasn't he dating Marilyn Monroe for a bit? Possibly. Joe DiMaggio married her. That's right. Oh, that's right. I'm getting my Yankees mixed up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Joe, that's why I said, you know, possibly Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Barrier, so, I mean, yeah. um, but another interesting statistic, 269 RBIs between both of these guys that season. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, the, yeah, forget about it. I, that's, that is a season to remember right there. And I, you know, not to push a specific, you know, movie or anything like that, but I really enjoyed the the movie that Billy Crystal did called 61. That one was fun between 
Marison and uh, Mantle and showing the struggles that they went through and and showing and knowing Billy Crystal was a huge Yankee fan anyways, but showing the things that the Yankee fans are showing the way that Mickey Mantle looked at guys like Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Joe DiMaggio and kind of the ghost of the past type thing and the pressures of it. Right. Cause you weren't, you, when you play for the Yankees, you don't play for the Yankees and that's it. You know, you hang it up at the end of the day and take the Jersey off. You play for the city, you play for the fan base and you're chasing history. Everybody that you play with your nowadays, you're chasing Derek Jeter and the love that everybody had for Derek Jeter. Right. Um, chasing Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, now Roger Maris. You're chasing the ghosts of those guys past. And everybody expects you to be that good. Yeah. I mean, just playing for a, a story franchise, especially at that point, the Yankees were just absolutely dominant for the history of the league. And, you know, like you said, this, this season's just really important. It's kind of sad that Roger Maris is kind of this footnote even more so now that his record's been broken. But I feel bad that even when he back then when he played, he was kind of a footnote yeah. because his own, his own city kind of wrote him off because he wasn't Mickey Mantle. Yeah. I loved how the Maris family handled Mark McGuire when he broke in and the way that they handled it because they knew what their dad went through and their husband went through, right? They knew what that was like. They understood, right? So, yeah. yeah. Top fans, this is an interesting one. Jackson and I talked about this offline and wanting to do this and share some statistical information with you, share some data about the 61 season because it was it was a season that that was unique. You had a David and you had a Goliath. And unfortunately, both of them played on the same team, so to speak, right? Where everybody wanted Maris to back off and everybody wanted Mantle to pass it up, kind of like an heir apparent. But it stayed in the pinstripes. So it's always fun to talk about individual individual seasons, right, Jackson? Yeah, I I think it's a thing. I think if you guys have individual seasons you guys want us to talk about or you want to talk about with us, you know, just yeah. – just let us know. We, yeah. We'd love, we'd love learning. We'd love, especially if it's of a player we maybe never heard of, maybe your favorite player growing up. Yeah. 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 Come on, come on into the clubhouse. We love these decade series. I get text messages, Jackson all the time. And I am's on, on Instagram from people all the time. They're saying, I love the decade series. I'm listening to it. I love this part of it. I, top fans. We are trying to do our best to, there's some seasons that we just had to point out 61 in the MVP race. I'm sorry, 41 in the MVP race, 61 in the home run chase. Right. Um, there's still one that's going to come up that I'm working on. Uh, and I want to talk to Jackson a little bit about, but uh, I think we'll be, there's a couple of them that I really want to kind of go through um, with some, uh, with some flair. So uh, Jackson, what else do we need to tell him about 61? Maris had 61 and it was in 1961 and, <laughs> I mean, what else do we need to tell them besides for the fact that you got a pretty good looking hat on there, red uh, top fan hat on tonight? Yeah, I mean, you have a pretty good looking blue top fan hat on tonight. Hey. I mean, just 
remember as we head into a new baseball season that, um, you know, baseball's unique in that anything can happen. And we might see some crazy stuff this season. We might not. But, you know, when you witness history, just enjoy it. Because I think a lot of the times we get spoiled by how great players are nowadays that we expect perfection from these guys. But they are just human beings at the end of the day. And it's difficult. It's a lot of pressure. So that for them to perform in front of all these fans and for their city, it's it's really just the, the peak of human triumph. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. By the time this thing drops, the season will have already started. Um, Jackson and I are going to continue with the decade series, but we're going to point out different things. Uh, there's going to be a number of podcasts that we're, we've already discussed that we'll have other top fans on and Jackson and I will kind of have fun with hosting. So top fans, enjoy it. Go out and get your garb. Go out and get your top fan garb. Uh, go out and get your, your uh, locker room access. Here's the thing about locker room access. As the season gets started, more and more stuff will be behind that locker room door. And you're going to want to have a press pass to get in to that locker room. You're not going to not want to be in there. And I promised you it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. So, Jackson, anything else you got for us? No, just, you know, everyone have a good day or good night whenever you listen to this. And, yeah. you know, happy baseball season. Drive safely if you're listening to this in the car. And like I said, by all means, Jackson said earlier, make comments, whatever, send us IMs, whatever. Jackson's at Top Fan Stats Guy. Obviously, Bill's at Top Fan Rivalry, right? So hit us up. I am us. Let us know. If there's something you want to talk about, we're all ears. So, Jackson, thanks again for tonight, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me, and thanks for listening, guys. All right. We'll talk soon.